Welcome back to another edition of the Butters Extra Podcast, gconline.com through SoundCloud. Mike Carmen, beat writer for the Purdue basketball team for the Journal and Courier. Well, if you listened to the last podcast, and I hope you did, uh, stressed how important Saturday's game was for the NCAA tournament for Purdue. Uh, they needed to win. Uh, they needed uh, that kind of victory at home uh, against a good Michigan team to really push themselves a little bit deeper into the conversation when it comes to the to the postseason. Uh, by now, you know Purdue lost. Didn't look good losing at all. 71-63, score a little bit closer than the actual, uh, how the game played out in my opinion. Um, but I think this puts Purdue um, on the outside. Uh, they are they're clearly, in my opinion, on the outside of the NCAA tournament. You know, first of all, the NCAA tournament doesn't take teams that are 500. And that's what Purdue is right now, 14-14. and 14. So that puts them on the outside. Uh, the four-game losing streak puts them on the outside. Uh, just how they've played these last four games puts them on the outside. They, they've trailed by double digits uh, in every game uh, of the of the losing streak. They've only led for six minutes and eight seconds in the in the four games total. Uh, and five of those minutes are nearly, yeah, about five. About 5:52 came uh, today against against Michigan. So uh, in the other game, um, might have been the Wisconsin game where they, I think they led for 16 seconds. But otherwise, they they've trailed in every game, uh, and they've trailed big in every game. And they they come back, make it a little bit interesting, but can't finish the deal. But um, this this leaves Purdue. Now this doesn't mean they can't make the NCAA tournament. It's just as of right now, they are outsiders in this thing, and they don't have the look of an NCAA tournament team. Uh, there's just too many flaws on this team that get exposed. Now, in, in certain games this year, they've been able to overcome those flaws uh, by hitting shots early, getting a lead, and kind of building from there. But once they get behind, uh, those flaws come out, and they get exposed and this is this is what this is what we see uh, a, a, a team that is that has been average pretty much all year and and this is the position that they're in now there's three games left in the regular season Indiana at home at Iowa and Rutgers at home three winnable games but Michigan was a winnable game as well I mean if Purdue has any hope any chance of making the NCAA tournament they need to win the next three games, but that doesn't guarantee that they would get in. I still think they would have to win some games in the Big Ten tournament to to solidify themselves of getting in. But you, you can't. You really, I mean, you've got to go three and zero now, and you've got to. You can't be one and done in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, and that's that's as to me that's as simple as it, as it comes. And you know, the analytics of the of the process will favor Purdue. They have good numbers. They played a tough schedule. They played uh, quad one teams, but the bottom line is you got to win. And the other bottom line is it, they've lost too many games. They've lost 14 games already, and you've got to, you know, that's just a bad record. And at some point, there's a you just can't come back from that many losses. 
and and when you lose late like they're losing and when I mean late like late in the season it just magnifies uh, magnifies it even more uh, but you know the, it's been a head head scratching season in a lot of ways because we've seen we've seen Purdue uh, play well shoot the ball well you know particularly at home and then see, seeing them just be bad on the road most most games now you know what's happening now is Purdue has now lost three home Big Ten games in a month so the the Mackey Arena the, the aura of Mackey Arena has been stripped away teams no longer fear coming in here uh, thinking that Purdue has this tremendous home court advantage and they get intimidated by it. Now, Michigan watched Illinois come in here and win. They watched Penn State come in here and win. And Indiana has seen Illinois, Penn State, and now Michigan come in here and win. Rutgers has seen the same thing. So they're not going to be, you know, they're, they're not going to be intimidated, you know, by the environment. Uh, and the environment only happens when Purdue plays well early. And if Purdue can get on an early run in any of these games, then they can they can dictate things. But their problem is they fall behind, uh, and then they just they don't recover. This team doesn't have great leadership. Uh, it, it's still, you know, it's a young team in a lot of ways. It's an inexperienced team in a lot of ways. And I know they played 28 games, so they should have enough seasoning uh, under their belt. But. Um, this is this is just a team that um, doesn't have a, a clear direction right now. It's looking around for others to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. And that, to me, that's been the case all year. They they've kind of looked around, waiting for uh, somebody else to do it. And I, I don't know if that's still the the after effect of not having Carson Edwards or Ryan Klein or Grady Eifert on the floor. Or, uh, you know, just thinking, well, you know, Carson Carson bailed him out last year. He'll bail him out this year. But you don't have that. And you, you haven't had it all year. And, you know, Purdue just doesn't have the big-time score, the big-time go-to player uh, that, that, you, that you need. And when you look around the Big Ten, most, most of those teams have it. And if they don't have it, they're in a similar position as Purdue is in right now, where you know you're seven and ten in the league, you're fourteen and fourteen overall, and you're just kind of floundering around near the bottom of the Big Ten. You know what what Purdue faces now is trying to get out of playing on the first day. You know two of those spots are taken uh, with Nebraska and Northwestern, but who's going to fill the other spots? Because uh, Nebraska and Northwestern are going to be seated 13th and 14th, um, but somebody's got to be seated 11th. Somebody's got to be seated 12th, uh, and Purdue's in the running for those right now. You know they have 10 losses. You can't you can't get past that. You know the best they can finish in the Big Ten is 10 and 10, and and you know that's that's the cold reality of it right now. You know, and that makes, you know, the, the game against Indiana coming up, depending on how the Hoosiers do Sunday against Penn State, could be a game to avoid 
the first day of the Big Ten tournament. You know, I think Minnesota's kind of in that mix, in that running, to be there as well. Uh, and there's still a lot of games left. Uh, so, you know, th- that's going to fluctuate a little bit. But uh, to me, the whole goal is just getting out of playing on that first day. You don't need – Purdue doesn't need to play any more games in the Big Ten tournament. It, it, just, it needs to finish as high as possible in the league standings and go from there. Uh, and today was an opportunity to, to really – kind of take control of your season get your season back uh the way that you wanted it and they just didn't it didn't happen and uh purdue was listless at times and when you don't score and you have bad offense and you miss shots around the rim it it does uh you know sometimes it makes it looks worse than what it is but the problem one of the problems all year has been when they don't make shots it affects every other part of their game you know, Michigan went through a stretch early in the second half. It missed shots. It opened the door for Purdue to get back into the game, and Purdue didn't take advantage of it. But, you know, when, when you're talking about missing shots, Xavier Simpson, Michigan, over 10 from the field. He's their second leading scorer. He's over 10 from the field. But he has six assists, seemed like more, had, I believe, seven rebounds. Uh, Michigan only had three turnovers. So he did other things. He kept shooting. He kept going to the rim. He kept firing threes. But he, it didn't it didn't affect other parts of his game. Whereas Purdue, you've got guys that miss shots and they don't hustle back on defense or uh, turnovers become a problem. And it, 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 it impacts their game in another area which impacts the team so that I, to me that that's that, that was a big thing that happened today and a, a good example for Purdue to look at and say look, okay look this guy goes over 10 but look at the look at the impact he had on the game and it didn't it didn't hurt his defense he didn't pout about it he just went out and played and Purdue's lacking Purdue's probably lacking some of that just some of that you know, one of those players that um, just isn't going to lose and is tough enough to battle through uh, their shortcomings on that day and get after it in other areas. Uh, so, uh, you know, Purdue still has a lot of growing up to do. Uh, we knew this would be a transition year. How much has really kind of been... Uh, brought to the forefront uh, in the last couple weeks. And you got to remember on February 8th, Purdue had a three-game winning streak, beating Indiana at Indiana, uh, had its perfect game with balanced scoring and everything else, and boom, they're getting ready to turn the proverbial corner. And they're going to, you know, they're going to finish the, the season strong. They're going to... Um, you know, be in the NCAA tournament. It's just a matter of positioning themselves down the stretch. Schedule wasn't, uh, in my opinion, wasn't wasn't daunting because you had Penn State at home. Yes, you went to Ohio State, you went to Wisconsin, but then you had Michigan at home, and then you know you're finishing with Indiana at Iowa and Rutgers. But you know, I didn't think Purdue would win every game, but I didn't think they would be on a four-game losing streak right now. 
uh, in each each of those games, Penn State came out and took it to them early. Ohio State took it to them early. Uh, Wisconsin got a lead early. Purdue came back, but then the start of the second half, you know, Purdue kind of went away. And then today, uh, you know, Purdue's leading. They're in there. Michigan gets on a bit of a run. Uh, middle of the first half, Purdue comes back. Travion Williams with a big thunderous dunk. Uh, Michigan called its timeout, I believe, just over four minutes to go. Four-point lead, and then boom, halftime, it's 36-21. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, it, it changed quickly. Uh, I believe I wrote in one of my stories, you know, that's how you deliver a knockout punch right there. And, and we've seen Purdue do that at home early in games where they get on one of those runs or they close the first half on a on a 12-2 run or a 14-1 run and kind of put the game away. We've seen Purdue do that, but recently they haven't been able to do that. And some of that just could be, hey, you know, second time playing Michigan, they know everything that you run. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it, it gets a little harder, deeper in the season because uh, everything you do is out there. Um, they know your weaknesses. They know your strengths. Uh, it, it's it, it gets a little bit harder, but that's where you got to fight through it, and that's where you gotta you gotta buckle down, uh, play tougher, uh, and Purdue just doesn't have that makeup. And that, to be honest, they're just not going to have that makeup this year. Uh, I mean, I, I don't see it. I mean, uh, if there was a button to be pushed, the easy button, whatever. Uh, office supply company that was you push the red easy button or whatever they called it and all of a sudden boom Purdue has has toughness Uh, but we've seen it enough in certain situations that you know it's there but it just hasn't happened enough and that's you know that that's kind of where they're at Uh, so you know Purdue's got to Purdue has to fight its way back into the NCAA tournament picture. Uh, the, the only way you do that is by winning. Uh, you really can't look around and root for team A, B, or C to lose. You've got to win. Uh, you've got to get on a winning streak. Uh, uh, you know, I, just guessing here, I would say if Purdue could win its last three games, uh, avoid the first day of the Big Ten tournament, get into that you know, second-round situation, wherever you're seated at, you know, most likely Purdue uh, would probably be in the ooh, optimistically seven range, seven to ten range probably. Um, but if you can, you know, let's say you were the seven seed or the, you know, just for example, seven seed, you beat the ten, you play the two. You know, if you could, if you could win two games in the Big Ten tournament, if you won your previous three, so you would, you would have a five. You'd have a five-game winning streak, and then if you if you went out in the um, would it be the semifinals, you know that might be enough to get you in, depending on what else happened across the country. But you know that's that's a long-term view, and I, I just don't think that this Purdue team can really afford to look at itself at anything other than playing Indiana and beating Indiana, because uh, yeah, that's you know that's that's what's in front of them. And that's what they have to do. Uh, and then everything else will, will figure out on its own. Uh, Purdue really didn't get great production from from a lot of guys today. Evan Boudreaux had 15 rebounds, which is a sign that um, the guy's playing hard. 
but he has other limitations where you know he's not giving you much else in the in the scoring department when you needed a little bit more scoring. Trevor Williams had 18 points, but he needed 21 shots to get there, and six of those points came uh, late in the game when it, when it's already decided. So his efficiency was not very good today. Uh, he needs he needs to finish better around the basket. Uh, Sasha Stefanovic, I believe, was three for three from three point range, but as we've seen, he just does not get. Uh, the open looks that he got earlier in the year because people know how to play him now and they know that they cannot let him get going. And, you know, Purdue didn't have anybody else really step up and, uh, you know, provide a spark on offense. Uh, Matt Harms had several chances around the rim uh, and it didn't didn't happen, especially early uh, or especially in the, in the first half there where you're trying to keep contact uh, with Michigan, but you know you didn't get a whole lot of Jod Proctor, uh, Isaiah Thompson. I think hit a three. Uh, you know they scored at the end of the day scored 63 points. But I, you know, you got to remember this is a this is this was a game for Purdue that was headed probably into the 50s if the fouling doesn't take place or they don't score some late baskets. Uh, that's that's where this game was headed for Purdue uh, into the 50s. Uh, and that, to me, that's more reflective of uh, who they were uh, today. But, you know, it's a loss. Uh, Purdue has to regroup again. They're good at that. They, at least they should know how to do it. Uh, but, you know, you're, I thought today was a little bit do or die, but uh, every game, you know, Thursday becomes... To me, ultimate do or die when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Now, if you're thinking beyond the NCAA tournament, the Big Ten, or not the Big Ten, the NIT is a possibility, and Purdue would be an attractive uh, team for the NIT because of the number of tickets it could sell at, at Mackey Arena. And you don't necessarily have to be 500 overall to get in the NIT. I'm not sure they've selected a team that wasn't 500 overall or at least 500, uh, and I, it would behoove Purdue to be at least 500 when it's all said and done, uh, if you're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, so uh, that, that's a possibility uh, uh, for Purdue for postseason play. But beyond that, I, I would hope they wouldn't take anything. There's just, there's just To me, there's, there's no value in playing in anything but the NCAA or the, uh, the NIT. I just... I, I, I don't get it. I, I wouldn't get it. But, you know, that's that's a decision uh, for, for somebody else. Uh, but that, that's kind of where I think things stand for Purdue. Um, as I said, they're, 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 they're on the outside looking in right now, and the only way they get back into it is to get on a, get on a winning streak and, you know, put themselves back uh, in, the, in the conversation. You know, at the end of the day, you are who you are, and we know what this Purdue team is. Uh, we know how it has to win. Uh, we know what happens when they lose. Uh, so they've got to figure out a way to change, uh, at least put themselves in a position these next three games to, to win them and um, maybe claw back into the into the conversation with the, uh, with, with the NCAA tournament. So kind of a disheartening day a little bit for, for Purdue, but... 
Um, you know, the thing with basketball, there's always another game um, until there's not. So, and, you know, if you can't get fired up play Indiana, then what are you doing at Purdue? Appreciate you listening on the drive home from uh, Mackey Arena. Once again, Purdue loses to Michigan 71-63. And uh, uh, coming up on hopefully Sunday or at least early Monday, we'll, we'll do an extensive breakdown of uh, spring football practice, which starts Monday, and try to give you a position-by-position breakdown of you know, why, you know, why spring is important for certain players, who's out, um, you know, maybe some newcomers. So uh, we're going to do that in a podcast form. Um, hopefully I can get it recorded on Sunday and get it posted, uh, give you something to, to, to listen to as you, you know, as you start thinking about spring practice uh, coming up on Monday. A reminder that only the first three days of, of, of spring practice are going to be open to fans. That would be Monday, Tuesday, Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, so keep that in mind. That's different than in than in the past. They do have a new defensive staff. They're putting in a, a brand new defense, basically. So they're, you know, you can't really fault them for wanting to keep as much stuff private as possible. Uh, but anyway, be on the lookout for that in the next uh, 24 hours or so uh, as as we uh, look ahead to the spring. Uh, football practice. Appreciate you uh, checking in on the Boulders Extra podcast. Uh, remember, questions, concerns, comments, reach out. Uh, happy to answer any questions you have. Read them on the air or read them on the podcast, however you do it, and then uh, uh, we'll go we'll go from there. Uh, until then, have a good day, and uh, thanks for listening.